some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Good morning, beautiful people. Listen, we're going to sing a song that is literally tw at least 22 years old. Lisa and I wrote right after we really started serving the Lord. And, uh, and I, we want your honest opinion. I think we want your honest opinion. It's called Beware of the Storm. Look around the world today.
There you are. Words of truth. Very catchy tune. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You love it, Kathy. Thank you. Good, 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 good. They love the drum where we just did that. Where he drummed and we sang. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, guys. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Peggy. Amen. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Angela. All right. So, we're in a part of the scriptures that in 2023 is not a very popular passage or not talked about much. And we're going to talk about because we go through scriptures verse after verse after verse, right? We come to an area and a subject that actually, some of you may not know this, and this is going to blow some of you away. We come to a subject matter and a, a reality of Scripture that there are churches who will not allow their pastor to preach on very much. They, he is muzzled in this area and actually talked to about this area. I mean, I know this for a matter of fact in some, or at least they try to. And you say, what in the world are you talking about? We're in Revelation chapter 20. We're reading the last of chapter 20. We're talking about the great white throne judgment and the second death. And so we're going to read it. We're starting with verse 11. And let me say good morning. Thank you for being here. And I forgot all the introductions. So anyway... Thank you for being here this morning and uh, being willing to be here and study the Bible. I believe it makes your father happy when he sees you open his word, think about what he has said, and, and apply it to your life. So we're going to start with verse 11. So we're in Revelation 20, verse 11 through 15. Then I saw a great white throne in him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open. The books, plural here. And the books were open, and another book was open, singular, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books, plural. I'm highlighting those things on purpose, and I think everybody knows why. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades, hell, death and hell, delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and hell or Hades, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second, second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay, so that's reading and finishing reading Revelation chapter 20. Let's point out just a few things. One, the book of life was open, and he makes the point at the end, everyone 
whose names is not in the book of life is cast in the lake of fire. That's a done deal. So why is the dead judged according to their works? Because, and, and this is a teaching that is not known very much, or at least I don't hear preachers preach on it a lot. Uh, you correct me. I don't hear preachers preach on levels of torment. It's just like levels of rewards for the saints. When we all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the Bema seat, to receive the things done in our body, whether they be good, whether they be bad. So if you're born again, your name is in the book of life. You're saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that we are saved, okay? But it is according to how we've lived our life, and our, our works don't save us. It don't get us eternal life. We don't earn eternal life. However, we're saved by grace through faith unto good works. Ephesians chapter 2, we're saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. But then if you just keep reading, it says, for we are created in Christ Jesus unto good works that we should walk in them. And so according now after, as a child of God, how we live our life will depend upon rewards. And this is taught throughout the scripture. The, the apostles teach that. Every Christian is not going to have the same Reward. Now, I've talked about this several times, but Jesus talks about this. He shows this in parables where he says, okay, I'm giving you 10 cities. I'm giving you five cities. I'm giving you one city. And it's according to how or what they did with what he gave them. In the same way, the dead, the wicked, are God is a just God, and he knows how to administer punishment. A Hitler is going to have a different punishment than the guy that never treated people bad, but he never repented and turned to the Lord. Does that make sense? There's going to be a difference. Whoever's name is not found written in the book of life is cast in the lake of fire. So the lake of fire, now back, back up. Now, I talked about this the other day because we needed to look at it because whoever's part of the first resurrection, on him the second death doesn't have any power, no authority. And so we looked at it, but let's look at verse 14 again. Death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now, I shared with you that there are four words in the Bible that are translated hell in English for us. Two, the, the most popular two in the New Testament, most of the two New Testament was written in Greek. And the Greek language was used because of, because of the Hellenization of the land at that time. People did still speak Hebrew, so it's not like nobody spoke Hebrew, but the common language was Greek. And much of the New Testament was written, written in Greek because it was going into the Greek-speaking lands. Now, the two most common the other day I gave you all four of them. The two most common that was used, especially in the New Testament, is a word in the Greek, Hades, and the word Gehenna. So let's go back and read one when Jesus used the Greek word Gehenna. Let's go back and check that out. Let's look in Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. All right, I'm going to start with verse 43 in Mark chapter 9. 
now, again, I, I say this often, but this isn't Brother Scott's teaching. This isn't what I'm saying. This is what Jesus is saying. So if you believe Jesus is the Son of God, if you believe he is God in the flesh, 100% human, 100% God, if you really believe that, if you believe that he really knows, then listen to what he says. Verse 43, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life maimed rather than to have two hands to go into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. And here he used the word Gehenna. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Verse 45. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into life lame rather than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. Where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye rather than to have two eyes to be cast into hell, Gehenna, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. Now we can just turn back to Revelation. We'll just talk about this a little. So Jesus is using strong language to encourage people that whatever is causing you to fall into sin, get it out of your life. But then he goes further and says, now Gehenna is a reference to the Valley of Hinnom, which was a waste dump on the south of Jerusalem, where they, like when I was growing up, we didn't take everything to the dumpsters. When I was growing up, we had a burn pile. I actually have one on my land. We had a place where we burned trash. And my mom would say, son, go burn the trash. Like Lisa says, Michael, take out the trash. My mom would say, son, go burn the trash. And we would go and everything that could be burned would burn. But the Valley of Hinnom in the days of the Lord it was not just trash that was thrown out there. It was also diseased and dead bodies, uh, diseased animals, dead animals. This is where they burned everything. And so the, the thought with it was the fire never goes out. There's always burning going on, okay? It's always burning. Now, Jesus uses this as a picture, and he says, enter into the kingdom, don't be resurrected and be cast into the place where the burning is to just he's using this speech to warn people and now this is what I'm talking about today and I want you to think about it now you some of you I know go to churches where you'll hear hell preached on a lot but we don't preach on it a lot do we I mean as a society it's not talked about a lot the dangers of it are not talked about a lot. The warnings of it are not talked about a lot because people say, you're scaring my kids. Don't talk about this. You're, you're scaring my children. You're scaring my grandbabies. Don't talk about this place. Okay? But Jesus talked about this place. 
And so, matter of fact, Jesus spoke about hell more than anybody else in here. He taught on it more. Now, there Jesus used Gehenna. But you, another famous uh, thing Jesus talked about is the rich man and Lazarus. Everybody knows that, right? The rich man and Lazarus. They both died, okay? Lazarus goes to paradise. Lazarus, you know, is comforted. The rich man in hell, he opens his eyes. Well, there Jesus uses the word Hades. So Hades then is, in the Greek culture, Hades is the realm of the dead. It's the abode of the dead. And as I studied it out, this is the way I would say it. It is a prison that God has fixed for the spirits of the unclean. So when people die and they're not saved, their body is in the grave. In the grave. The body, the shell, is in the grave. The soul goes to a spiritual prison called Hades. Think about in the book of Revelation, as we've been going through the book of Revelation, the fourth horseman rides. What happened? Death follows him. Death and hell, the word is Hades. Now, this is why Revelation chapter 20, the end of this, what we read today, is why I say Hades is a temporary hell. Because in English, it's translated hell. It's a temporary place. It's a temporary abode of the dead. It is only going to be here until this time that we're reading about. At this time, now death and hell deliver up the dead that are in them. What does this mean? This is the resurrection of the unjust. This is the resurrection of damnation, condemnation. So there is... Just like the believer's body is going to come out of the grave, changed, but come out of the grave, and the soul be reunited with it to be with the Lord forever and ever, the unbelievers, the wicked, also has a resurrection where the death delivers up what's in them. The seed gives up, and death gives up. The bodies come out, but it's not a resurrection for good. The soul is reunited out of Hades, comes the soul, the spirit, reunited with the body to stand before the great white throne and be judged according to the works done in the flesh. There is a record that's kept. This is why in the old country churches, we used to sing this song. My Lord keeps a record of the moments I'm living down here. Right? He knows all about me, and he knows all about the wicked. This is why we're taught, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. And he tells us Christians, you live peaceably. You feed your enemy. You give something to drink to your enemy. You let me take care of the judgment, the Lord says. Because the Lord knows, he's like, there's a day coming when all the wicked are going to stand before me. And I guarantee you, my children, they're going to get what's coming to them. You do not have to worry. And so the books, plural, are open. Go back to it here. Great white throne judgment. They're standing before the God of the universe. There's found no place for them. Verse 12, the dead, small and great, stand before God. The books, plural, are open. And then it says, and the dead were judged 
according to their works by the things that were written in the books. So there's an account. He stole here. He murdered here. He fill in the blank of sin, whatever it is. It's here. All of these are going to come before the dead. They're going to stand before the master of the universe, and he will determine the degree of torment that they will go through in Gehenna, the lake of fire. See, I believe, now this is this is Brother Scott's teaching now. I don't know, I don't know if Brother Charles believes this or not, but I believe when Jesus is referring to Gehenna in the Greek text, I think he's picturing the lake of fire and brimstone where they burn forever and ever. The reason I say this is because we just read yesterday when the devil is cast in the lake of fire, it says where the beast and false prophet are. They're still there after a thousand years. They didn't dissipate. They didn't burn up. They're not gone. And it says here, a death in Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. Now look at this. Verse 14, the reason I call, this is when death is done away with. There is no more death after this at all, ever again. Death and Hades are cast in the lake of fire. So this, whatever this he's talking about that symbolizes the graves, it's over now. Death is gone. The angel of death is done away with. And death and hell, the temporary abode for spirits, is not going to be needed anymore. It's gone. These are cast in the lake of fire. Everybody in them is cast in the lake of fire. And then he simply says, Who have, whoever's name is not found written in the book of life is cast in the lake of fire. So everyone that's name is not in the book of life is going into the fire. Okay, The only determining is, is what the degree of their torment will be the Antichrist is going to have a lot more torment. Does that make sense? Okay. The George Soros's of the world. The what's what's the guy? What's the guy that just recently died that he had the little kid island that all the elites uh, yeah. went to? Uh huh? Epstein. Epstein. God's going to take care of him. You don't have to worry. I I promise you, based on the word of God, God will give everybody what they deserve. And, and all of us will be able to say, you are just and you are holy and you are good. Yeah. God is good and everybody's going to get what they deserve except for the Christians. Hallelujah. We get what we don't deserve and I'm speaking Amen. here of grace. Amen. Praise because we repented. Not because we were good enough. See, we, we became children by the grace of God and now at our best, we still we, we still don't walk it out perfect. Can I get an amen there? Amen. There ain't none of us walk it out perfect. And we have this grace that covers us, and I thank God for that. The thing is, though, and what I'll encourage you, hold on to the faith. Never turn from the faith. Amen? If you slip and fall, and I'm speaking to somebody, get back up. Repent. Turn to the Lord. Confess your sins and stop it. <laughs> like mama used to tell us, right? Stop it. Stop it. Quit doing it. Stop that. And whatever's opening that door for you, stay away from the door. Hello. 
Hello. <laughs> Stay away from that door. Love you guys. Thank you for this Fear Not Friday. Why can we say fear not? You don't have to fear what I've read today. If you born again children, you saved by the grace of God. You do not have to worry about this. This is for the unredeemed. This is for the unsaved. This is for the wicked. But what it should do is grab our heart for our neighbor and our loved ones and help us say, God, help me love them so much that they change their views about you, Jesus, and want to know who you are. Maybe that's the best thing the church could ever do is to love people in such a way that we love them to where they go, wait a minute. If believing in Jesus makes you like you are, I want to know more about this Jesus. Mm -hmm. The problem is, in the day we live, and I say this with a broken heart, I've had people tell me this. I had a man I was witnessing to tell me, he said, if the people that tell me they're going to heaven are going to heaven, he said, I just as soon go to hell. And he told me this because the witness that he was receiving from those who said they are believers wasn't good. And so he's like saying, I don't want to know that Jesus. Now, I don't want to end on a bad note. Praise the Lord. About four years later, this man received the Lord and at 84 years old, 84 years old, he's the oldest man I ever baptized. We walked into the lake and I baptized him because he had put his faith in Jesus Christ and was born again. The same one that told me, I want to go to hell, didn't go. Thanks, Jesus. But guess what? For 84 years, he rejected and scorned God. But at the end, he turned. Hallelujah. You've got people in your life. I've got people. We know people. Ooh. Right now, you think they won't turn. Don't give up hope. Don't quit praying for them. Don't keep loving for them, loving them. Keep inviting them over. Keep loving on them. Go out to dinner with them. Love on them and let them see Jesus in you. Let the church live out Jesus so much that everybody wants to know more about who he is. All right, I'm going to get off here. I love you guys. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, church. Shabbat Shalom, saints. I pray you have a great weekend. Get together with some believers over the weekend. Have some prayer. Study the word of God. Pray together. I pray this over you in Jesus' name. Love you. Lord willing, we'll see you. Huh? Yeah, if you're close enough, send-off service, Hearts and Hands for Honduras. We have a send-off service at Providence Church in Hartsville. This Sunday, the church service is at 530. Come and be with us. We'll have a meal following. We invite you to come out and be with us in Jesus' name. Love you guys. See you next week.